Please turn to 2 Peter as our first reading this morning. I want to read from 2 Peter 1, verses 16 through 21. Second Peter 1, verses 16 through 21. Please give careful attention to the holy, infallible word of God. For we did not follow cleverly devised myths when we made known to you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. And when he received honor and glory from God the Father, and the voice was borne to him by the majestic glory, this is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. We ourselves heard this very voice born from heaven, for we were with him on the holy mountain. And we have the prophetic word word more fully confirmed to which you will do well to pay attention as to a lamp shining in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts, knowing this first of all, that no prophecy of scripture comes from someone's own interpretation For no prophecy was ever produced by the will of man, but men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. Now over to 2 Timothy 3, and I'm just going to read this morning from verse 16 and 17. 2 Timothy 3, verses 16 and 17. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Congregation, let's pray. Our Lord and our God, we are so thankful for thy word. We asked that we would be convicted this morning most seriously with its truth because thou art truth. Have our hearts be fed by thy word. In Christ's name, amen. How do you know that the Bible is the word of God? How do you know that the Bible is the word of God? I would bet (laughs) that every single person present here this morning 
has asked that question. They have asked that question even, perhaps you have asked it in a more personal way. How do I, how do I know that the Bible is the word of God? When we ask this question, we are concerned about surety. How can I be absolutely sure that the Bible is God's word? That I have no doubts whatsoever that the Bible is the word of God. Let us continue on. That I know without any doubt that there is no possibility or even probability that the Bible is not God's word. We are speaking about having absolute sure knowledge here, are we not? We're talking about that type of surety into the depths of our own hearts. We are talking about the fact that the Bible has absolute authority over every aspect of our lives. There is no higher authority given to us on earth except God himself. The Bible has more authority than the government. The Bible has more authority than the state. It has more authority than the American Constitution, the Supreme Court, the president, science, philosophy, works of literature, has more authority than the minister, than elders, and even parents. If the Bible has such an authority then it must be absolutely true on every subject that it speaks about. I have to have absolute confidence in God's word and its authority. Doubt, suspicion, uncertainty must not clog my brain. But you might be saying, you might be saying questions about the certainty of God's word still haunts me personally. Could it be that you are having these thoughts or have had thoughts like this? I have been raised in a Christian home, in a covenant home, and my parents affirm that the Bible is the absolute word of God. But they are just human. They are human just like me. They are finite just like me. How do they really, how do they really know that the Bible is God's word? After all, Saying the Bible is God's word is how parents keep control of us as we grow up. They need another authority, an authority higher than them. So they scare us. 
They intimidate us with God's word. It is their little secret trick trick to keep us in line. They just hang the word of God over us so that we will not rebel or be wowed children. Furthermore, I know Pastor Bill is going to say that the Bible is the absolute word of God, but he's a minister. (laughs) He has to say that. Is that not what we expect him to say? If he doesn't say it, won't we boot him out of here so fast that the state police will arrest him for speeding? (laughs) Now, don't get any ideas. (laughs) After all, Pastor Bill is human just like us. He is finite just like us. He doesn't know everything. Now, you're not allowed to say he doesn't know anything. (laughs) Moreover, although I do not want to say it out loud here in church, But hasn't modern science proven that there is no need for God, that nature and the things that are composed in nature are eternal? Hence, if nature is eternal, what does that say about God's word? By the way, you may, on that point, want to tune in this evening about this evening's message. Let us go even further. Has not philosophy and modern science taught us that there is no absolute certain knowledge? Isn't that the tone of the culture today? Isn't that the tone of academics today? No one can be certain about anything these days. And anyone who claims to possess certainty is either naive and ignorant, or he is a person who is an arrogant tyrant who has no tolerance for others. The audacity for anyone to claim that they possess absolute truth. After all, After all, the top minds in the world question the necessity of God. They question whether absolute truth can be known. They know more than Pastor Bill and all the people that are assembled here in this congregation. Do we have a scientist here this morning that has won the Nobel Prize? Who's an atheist? Is anyone as brilliant as him? He's got to know. He has to know. He has to know more than we do as we assemble here today. But perhaps even more to the point, what makes the Bible 
rather than the Koran or the Book of Mormon, the true word of God. Don't they both claim revelation from God? Now I even get more confused. Which religion is true? Could it be that Islam is true? That Mormonism is true? Or an exclusive look at Old Testament Judaism? What makes Christianity true? Such haunting questions, such ideas challenge my mind, test my convictions. Sometimes I get so confused. How does anyone know anything for sure? Is there really, and I mean really, an answer to that question? Church of Jesus Christ, there is an answer. There is a sure answer to these troubling questions, to these troubling thoughts on the basis of the passage of scriptures like, for example, what we have read here in 2 Peter 1, 16 through 21, as well as 2 Timothy 3, 16. The Westminster Confession beautifully summarizes that teaching and provides two answers, two directions in terms of answering the question that is before us. How do I know that the Bible is the word of God? How do I know? The confession can be organized in terms of its two answers with respect to the objective side of the Bible's authority and the subjective side of the Bible's authority. It is important, as we shall see, that the objective side comes first, then the subjective side. If you wish, you may see on your outline. If you do not have an outline, that is fine. You may want to turn to your Red Trinity hymnal on page 848 in terms of the confession as we look at this and follow along. The objective appears in section 4 of the first chapter. The authority of the Holy Scripture depends not, depends not upon the testimony of any man or church. Rather, it depends solely upon God. Solely upon God. Notice the parentheses there, very important. Who is what? Truth. Who is truth. He is the author, the author of Scripture. The Bible is the Word of God because God is the author of His Word. 
What is the confession spelling out for us here? Simply put, we can say it like this. The Bible is the word of God because, listen, here's the key word, because it claims, it claims itself to be the word of God. I know the Bible is the word of God because the author, the author of scripture, God, who is truth, claims that this is his word. This is his word. You need to comprehend the genius of this answer concerning the objective side here. The Bible is the word of God not because I say so. Nope. Not because I think it is. Nope. Not because I believe it is. Not because my parents told me it is. Not because the minister, the pastor, or the church told me it is. The absolute authority of the Bible is based upon the Bible's own claims about itself. The absolute certainty that the Bible is God's word is not dependent upon any human being, even if they refuse to accept it. Even if they refuse to accept it. It's not dependent upon any human being or any institution, including the church. It is dependent solely, solely upon God himself. Now, on a personal note to you, to you, look into your own heart. Do you have questions about the absolute certainty of God's word? Well, God now, right now, places the claim that the Bible is the holy word of God, his word. He places that upon your own heart right now. He's making that claim to you. your own heart. This Bible is is the absolute and sure word of God because it says so. It's that simple. You can either give assent to the claim or you can reject that claim. But note The Bible's authority is not dependent upon whether you assent to or reject the claim. The Bible is always God's word whether you accept it or reject it. The Bible's authority stands on its own. The Bible is God-breathed. It's God-breathed. 
It is very important to keep this in mind as you go into the marketplace, as you go into the culture itself, your interaction with the culture. Remember, defending the Christian faith in the culture, in the world itself, is evangelism. How do you answer the question that comes up to you in the culture all the time concerning the Word of God and what you believe in? I was talking to a fellow OP minister just this week, and he was telling me, he said, he said, Bill, you know the problem is in terms of our young people, in my church, the young people will affirm the Bible as the Word of God, but they think it is just completely subjective. They can't talk about it to the non-Christian that they come in contact with. They have no idea what to say. So what do you say in the context all your life? What have you said? When you've been in a discussion about the Bible being the Word of God, how have you answered? You see, the reason is this. The non-Christian, hasn't this been true? Hasn't you met this situation? The, the point is the non-Christian will say to you, you that you believe the Bible is the word of God because that is your personal belief. That's what you personally believe. That's what's good for you. Although it is true, and we don't undermine that, that you believe that, that you believe that point, you must point out to the non-Christian in that context that the Bible's authority does not depend on your belief, has nothing to do with your belief. That usually sort of catches them because that's what they like to turn to. You must put it like this to the non-Christian. The Bible claims to be the word of God whether I, you personally, whether I, Bill Dennison, believes it or doesn't believe it. You must respond, you, the non-Christian, you must respond to the claim that the Bible is making about itself. Even if I never existed, even if none of us in this congregation this morning never existed, the Bible itself is still the word of God on the basis of its claim. Don't let the non-Christian make you the issue in the discussion. I'm telling you, this is a great help in the discussion. With non Don't let them make you the issue. In terms of your faith, you make them, you confront them with the claim that the Bible, God, 
who is truth confront that claim on their own. Now, <laughs> I know the reality of this situation. I've been in it many a time. <laughs> okay. I know the reality of that situation in that most of the times they won't accept even that claim. But the point is they sort of get caught because they want to make it about you. You have to make it about their answer, their answer before God himself. That's what you're hoping for. Now, the Bible objective side. The Bible is the word of God because it says, makes the claim that it is the word of God. How about now you, the subjective side? That's section five of the confession. Now there's a lot there in section five. Because of time, I'm just going to focus in terms of the personal side, which is at the end of that section on page 848, if you are looking at that. At the end of section five. The question now can be asked, but how have I, how have each of us how as each of us, if we affirm, if we affirm that the Bible is the true word of God, how have you, here's the key word, persuade. How have you been persuaded? How have you become persuaded that the Bible is the word of God? Two key words this morning, the Bible in itself, what? Claims to be the word of God. Secondly, now how am I persuaded that the Bible is the word of God. Well, I am persuaded. I am convicted. I am assured that the Bible is the word of God by the inward, by the inward testimony of the Holy Spirit. The inward testimony of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit bears witness by and with the word to our hearts that the God's word is the holy, infallible word of God. My faith, my belief, my assent to the fact that the Bible is God's word does not once again come from me. Doesn't come from me. It comes from God's spirit. There is something very profound and beautiful here going on. Comprehend it. The Holy Spirit who writes the Bible, the final author of the Bible, is the same spirit that convicts your spirit, your soul, that the Bible is the word of God. 
that it is true. That is true. I need only to say this on the authority of the Word of God. Congregation, if any of you, hopefully all of you, all if you believe that the Bible is the absolute true Word of God, the supreme authority of, in faith and life, then you have this conviction only, only, only because the Holy Spirit is in you. And you should be feeling wonderful about that. Wonderful. I believe it's God's word. That means the Holy Spirit has convicted me of that truth. If this is not your belief, or if it is still haunting you concerning that truth, then I plead with you, you need to pray that the Holy Spirit will convict you, convict you of this central truth of our beloved faith. Don't let it pass by. It's the food of your everyday life. The Word of God. One final point needs to be underlined and accented this morning. This is a point that I have mentioned in each of our messages. And we will mention again in the future. So come back to it again and again. But we need to see it again and again. We must be very careful that as we speak of the objective and the subjective sides of the authority of God's word, we do not separate the claim of Scripture from its message. The claim from its message. Or to press it further, we do not separate the message from every single inspired word that appears in Holy Scripture. The Bible makes no claim about itself without its message or without its words. You cannot, you must not isolate the first part of verse 16 in 2 Timothy 3.16. All scripture is God-breathed from verse 15. Every single word in Scripture contributes to the message. What is the message? What is the content? The message of salvation by faith in Christ. Every single word contributes to the gospel that appears in Scripture. It is that gospel, that message from the pages of Scripture that has made Timothy... Timothy, wise. 
I have asked you before in terms of this series. Each week, as you are in the Word of God, how's your wisdom coming? Are you growing? Are you allowing your life to be stagnant? How is your wisdom coming? In the Lord Jesus Christ and in the message of the gospel. God's word makes the claim of absolute authority, absolute certainty, because it records God's acts to redeem the church from a depraved world. Those who will place that depraved world, those who will place every kind of vain imagination and rationalization before itself just so they do not have to believe that the Bible is the word of God. You have seen it all the time in your evangelism, in your speaking of the Christian faith. There's all kind of rationalizations. I can't be a Christian because all Christians are hypocrites, as if the world isn't. classic answer always been to that question is yep I am but that does not dismiss the message of the Lord Jesus Christ who is not one and that's where I take my hypocrisy to be forgiven so Will you not believe? Will you not believe? Plead with God's Spirit not to allow you to waver, to waver, but plead with the Spirit to be firmly established in your life in the truth of God's Word, the truth that is exposited before you in the wonderful work of redemption for each of us, which the Holy Spirit, if you believe in Christ, has placed in your heart. Oh, the gospel of Jesus. And how do you know about the gospel of Jesus? You know it from a beautiful, Word revelation. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we are so thankful for the scriptures that we have. Where would our knowledge, where would our wisdom be without it? Where would our union with Christ in the heavenly places be without it. O oh Lord, nurture us, instruct us, 
help us to be ever captivated with the joy that thy word gives to us each day concerning the redemption we have in Christ and help us to know that it is the sure revelation of the truth. In Christ's name, amen.